Hi, I'm Hannah. Hi, I'm Rochelle, and you're listening to BoxBox F1 Pod. Today, we're going to be reviewing the Brazilian Grand Prix and debriefing everything that happened on and off track. But first, it's time for our digital warm-up. Do-do-do! Lap 1. Some major F1 news that broke this morning, which is Tuesday. Antonio Giovinazzi lost his F1 Alfa Romeo spot which we all saw coming, but it's still sad. He said, um, F1 is emotion, talent, cars, risk, speed, but when money rules, it can be ruthless. The person taking Antonio's spot is John Yu Zhou, and he is the first ever Chinese F1 driver. Which is very exciting news. F1 is becoming more diverse by the minute. Good for them. I'm excited to see Valtteri interact with John Yu. <laughs> Same. It'll be interesting. Um. <laughs> Hopefully John Yu's a talker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a regular old chatterbox. <laughs> Anyone compared to Valtteri is. Lap 2. Mexico Grand Prix follow-up. So, there's been a lot of speculation about the very first issue um the very first lap when max steamrolled ahead people are debating whether it was valtteri let him through or not and i think that was also encouraged by the fact that lewis said afterwards that valtteri sort of let him through he was like i was doing my job blocking the red bull on my side and i assumed valtteri would do the same but he left the door open and then he later said but I didn't mean that as an accusation. <laughs> the team wins and loses together. Except he called him out by name and said he <laughs> didn't do a good job. <laughs> All right. Speaking of emotions, um, Char- uh, so according to Checo's dad, who we all know um, by now, um, Charles called Checo the day, bef- the day after the Mexico Grand Prix and said, Checo, You don't know how happy it made me to see your parents celebrate like that. Tears came to my eyes. I would have loved my father to see me. He is the most tragic Disney prince ever. (laughs) It's like you can't even make this stuff up. It's like walking ready-to-go script for Disney. Yes. And And it also plays into the theme of daddy issues. Yes. Which is prevalent in all sports. <laughs> it truly but is. But especially driving. <laughs> yes, although I, we do need to point out that this particular daddy issue is slightly more tragic mm-hmm. and less yes. my father pushed me or my father ignored me or... There's all types of fathers in F1. Yes. Sadly for Charles, it's his... Dead father. Yeah, dead father. I hate to say it that way, but there's the dead father. For Checo, it's an incredibly proud father. That, that, that picture of them on the, on the jet where his father is taking a selfie and he's like beaming from ear to ear and Checo just looks so done. He's like, are you seriously doing this right now? And then Max with his, he's the more like putting pressure on type of father. Lewis has a father who, like, worked multiple jobs. There's just so many fathers. Oh, and then there's daddy drivers. Oh, yeah. 
Michael Schumacher, like oh, everyone, that's... everyone has a unique father that lends to unique daddy issues that <laughs> propel them into different levels of success <laughs> or failure or craziness. This is a therapy gold mine. Like a yeah, therapist would have a blast and a half here. Freud would go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he loves a daddy issue. Yeah. Lap three. Because we didn't do the Brazilian Grand Prix prep episode, we just thought we should mention some stuff that happened before the race this weekend. First and foremost, when everyone got there, the, none of their equipment was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this actually, I was actually excited because it gave us some insight into how the logistics of it all works. Because apparently they have a Thursday night curfew for the entire team, like engineers, mechanics, all of them have a curfew so that everyone is well rested, which makes sense. But it was lifted because nothing was there and they had to set up. Yes, and Gunther Steiner said, I don't know exactly which car parts are missing, but for sure the <laughs> the engines were missing. I think the toolboxes are missing, and without the toolboxes, you cannot work. <laughs> Insightful. <laughs> Love him. But also, why does that matter for Haas? It really doesn't. They have to, I guess, pretenses, right? They have to at least pretend. There were a couple of funny moments in the press conferences. Um, Matt, I'm actually unsure if this was prompted or if he just volunteered this information. But Max says if he wins the championship, he will switch his number to one. That's presumptuous. Like, he's the best all of a sudden because he won one world championship. <laughs> well, maybe that's what the one stands for. Oh, yeah. I won one. <laughs> it's just, every time I love Max, he says something so absurd. Like, there's overdoing the humility thing, which is what Lewis does. But at least pretend. <laughs> at least keep your own number, man. All right, the funny, other, another funny thing he said was that the journalist mentioned that he visited Nelson Piquet this weekend, his girlfriend's father, Kelly, um, and asked if he chatted to him about the championship and if he got any advice. And Max said, we didn't really talk about that because I don't need advice. We just had a good chat about all kinds of stuff. I know what I need to do in the car, so I don't need to speak to anyone about that. I'm a relaxed person anyways. It's good to just spend time with your family-in-law as well instead of speaking through FaceTime. So it was more important to just spend time. Well, I see what he means. But again, he sounds like the least humble person walking this earth. <laughs> but I get what he means because it's like, what is Nelson going to say? Like, remember to Press push the pedal, the pedal to the metal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... I'm sure whatever advice Nelson would give would certainly be better than whatever Serena Williams would have told him at Monaco. <laughs> so. Definitely. At least more um, relevant. But, like, it's just matter of fact. I don't, I don't actually think he meant it in a cocktail. No. I think he, he obviously. We know what Max means. He just words things poorly. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did get a bit giddy when asked about um, Nelson Piquet's garage um, and said it was like a little boy's dream. 
All right, many, many little um, tidbit from a different press conference. Carlos and Lando um, played golf together, shocker, shocker. And Carlos delivered a lovely line and said, Lando had the pleasure to be in the presence of one of the best rounds of golf he's ever seen as a golfer, referring to his own game. I like that they poke each other and are always like, I'm the best at golf. I'm the best at golf. I hope Lando doesn't forget where he came from because he used to refer to it as men's golf before (laughs) Carlos. Yes, now he's just a man playing regular golf. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a boy playing men's golf. It can just be dropped. (laughs) Yes. Good transition to uh, Lando's birthday was on Saturday. He turned 22. A real man. I'm feeling 22. I've been listening to that on repeat. Me too. It's the best. Yeah. I hope Lando did as well. (laughs) He better have. It's apropos. It is. Um, He had a golf cake, which, um, in my opinion, was at least on theme better than Daniel's cake, which was just a black champagne bottle. Yeah, and it looked pretty nice. It looked like a realistic golf course. <laughs> it did, it did indeed. Um, he blew out his candles with a leaf blower, which I thought was very COVID friendly and safe. It's COVID friendly, but is it clean? I don't think it's been used for leaves. Okay, I hope not. <laughs> I think it's what they use to dry the cars, you know, like the Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> a car hair dryer. <laughs> Reappropriated oh. as a candle blower. We are slightly concerned about the birthday curse. And Lando's already been on a downward trajectory. Mm-hmm. So the birthday curse just nails his coffin. And more importantly, Zach was again absent this weekend. He went to the Velocity International, which is a luxury vintage race car three-day celebration, I think, in California. And actually, Zach was, uh, I think he did like a demo drive, and so he was actually in a race car, and he posted it on Instagram like, hey, I'm here this weekend, but good luck in Brazil. And all of the comments were, how did you fit in that car? That was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. He didn't respond. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, my bigger question is, why didn't he lie about where he was and then block everyone from his Instagram? He's like literally skipped work for a luxury vintage car event. Technically, it was work because McLaren has a huge presence at this, like, Uh, event. Like, a huge sponsor. So, it made sense that he was there, but not given the context of how McLaren is slipping down the constructor standings. They started slipping as soon as he left. It's really the Zach Absent curse. Like, okay, he got a pass last race because it was his 50th birthday, which... I will give it to him. That's a major milestone in his life. But this? Have your fucking priorities straight. (laughs) To be fair, he's not actually a necessary presence at Grand Prix. Not many uh, team owners go. Well, spiritually, he is. Okay. 
<laughs> for Lando's well-being. I mean, Lando's his son, basically. And he missed his 22nd birthday. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift wrote an entire song about Jake Gyllenhaal missing her birthday. Yes. Um, Lando is in a vulnerable position and now has major daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> I hope his real father... Um, relationship with him is more stable than this <laughs> i think lando has abandonment issues all around <laughs> um but the one stability he has in life is carlos that is true he will always That's- have golf and carlos <laughs> <laughs> thank god okay but yes, um, this manifests later yes we will talk about it uh, before yeah. we ra- wrap up. I do need to say that today, Tuesday, is Christian Horner's birthday. <gasps> oh my god! Yes, I know. Um, and I would like to encourage you and everyone that's listening to celebrate by complaining as yeah. much as they can. Get your I will horn go on. to the grocery store after this and speak to the manager. <laughs> 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 I hope his name is Michael. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Happy birthday, Christian. I really hope this is early enough in the week to not fuck Max up in um, Qatar. Yeah, so I hope he does something fun with Ginger Spice and his Ginger family. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to see the wholesome Ginger picture that comes from this. All right. That concludes our digital warm up. Do, 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 do. do. <laughs> I guess it's time for the racing rhyme. Um, <clears throat> Welcome to Sao Paulo, Brazil. We're eating Pau de Quejo and preparing for a thrill. First, some facts for you, just in case. The schedule is quali, sprint, then race. Quali results saw Lewis finish first, but an issue with his rear wing seems sees him starting sprint last, which is just the worst. Max was also a bit naughty, inspecting Lewis's car and park firm. Grid penalty? Nah, just a 50k fine, the FIA confirmed. Sprint comes and goes with results that are pretty cool. Valtteri P1, Max P2, and Lewis found his way to P5 because he rules. But keep in mind that an engine change means that he'll start in P10. It's okay. A bit of a challenge is healthy every now and again. The race begins and it's not too thrilling. Max takes the lead and stays there just chilling. And Lando's birthday curse forces him into P20, but he finishes P10 in Brazil. As for Lewis, well, he's not one to sit still. You just know he's hearing Ricky Bobby say, if you ain't first, you're last. Boy, is it a good thing Lewis is fast. One thing we know for sure is that Lewis is legit a GOAT. His win finally gives Toto the chance to gloat. Trust us, though, the season is far from over, which also means we haven't seen the last of the war of words between Toto and Horner. Thanks. <laughs> on to quali, traditional quali on Friday. Nothing out of the ordinary happened. The results were Hamilton, Max, and Valtteri. Woo! What a fancy little pronunciation there. Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> I just want to pay my respects to him in any way possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, it's all it's the same three, but um, the real drama started post quali. Um, but before we get into that, I really want to talk about Nikita. Nikita. He cried post quali. He was um, legit. Tears were streaming down his face the entire <laughs> interview. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It was bizarre. He. Everyone thought at first it was because of his um, performance because he made a little mistake. Okay. Yeah. So 
he was talking in the interview about like the mistake he made and stuff like that and even afterwards he said he was mainly crying because that mistake in quality caused him to finish last but as we all know this cannot possibly be the main reason he was crying otherwise he would be crying every other weekend so he later explained that Maybe another reason why he might be crying is because there have been recent personnel changes at Haas. Uh, one of his race engineers left for paternity leave and other staff left as well, which he then explains is why he organized a soccer game in Mexico for their farewell party. <laughs> and then what I immediately thought after watching this interview of Nikita crying and unable to control his emotions, I was like, he's 100% a Pisces. And then I looked it up, and he is. Because they're known for being swallowed by their emotions. That is some impressive Zodiacing. Zodiacing. Yep. Astrologic killer. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> he um, could be in the Schumacher documentary with that kind of... Um, analysis <laughs> insight yeah so nikita <laughs> is a full-on pisces and i kind of love him more for it it's really kind of sweet like how attached he was to the team and that the soccer game was for like their going away party but i uh, i do feel really bad for him he even acknowledges and blames it on himself he's like i mean given the state <laughs> The state of where we are right now, I can't blame anyone for leaving to prioritize their family. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, I don't, I think, I don't think people would be leaving on paternity leave if they were on Mercedes. That unless, is true. Unless the child was in desperate need, but I think the child could hold on for a sec. <laughs> I bet, I bet that, um, what's his name? Lauren Stroll has a portable daycare. Oh, yeah. He loves benefits <laughs> for others. He loves benefiting other people. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. If only Haas could borrow their daycare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the real drama was that after Quali, Max got out of his car and just started inspecting his and Lewis's car while they were, like, parked there. And then he was summoned by the stewards for touching Hamilton's car and there was even a video that fans took of Max touching the rear wing of Lewis's car. Max explained he wasn't checking the rear wing for the width but he was checking the wing for excessive flexibility because to Max it looked like the wing was flexing a lot. Mm -hmm. Well you're not allowed to just touch people's cars <laughs> obviously like what was he thinking? And there's videos everywhere. And so Max got hit with a 50k euro fine, but he laughed it off and said he hopes the stewards can now afford some good expensive wine with their dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then Helmet Marco says, it's tough, but it won't. <laughs> it's tough, but it won't make him poor. <laughs> they give no fucks. <laughs> To be fair, 50k is nothing. I know, but it's just really you're going to go touch a car. I, like I it's more it's not about the money. It's just like they're not even acknowledging that it was wrong. They're just like whatever. 
whatever, whatever. Um. <laughs> but, okay, this kind of gets into the rear wing issue, though, that really affected Lewis. So, the flap of the rear wing is designed to open at certain sections to enable DRS. And the FIA regulations say that it can only open like 85 millimeters. And when they tested Lewis's, like the space between, it was 0.2 millimeters beyond the regulation. Mm-hmm. Is this like, you know, when you write an essay and you're like a little off like three pages, so you add margin or something? Is that what they thought? Yeah, like what, what, actually the one of the Mercedes staff um, was saying like 0.2 millimeters could literally be like a layer of paint. Oh, like, it's tiny. But it clearly must do something if it's in the regulations, you know? Like, it's a, it's oh. an easy, like, way to skate around. I'm, well, I'm just shocked they noticed. That's, like, the thing. Like, how did oh, they I all know. notice this? Yeah, I'm like, do they test this every weekend? But um, actually, like, later, Toto at least said they did not, they for sure did not intend to cheat or get an advantage. And he really thinks it's because of... Um, damage that was incurred during the quali session that resulted in this because they did test it after the race so who knows what would have happened i can't speak to this but um needless to say toto was the most pissed i've ever seen him ever he's better at putting on that front in front of the media for sure um but he was like the anger was just seeping out of him Toto said regarding, oh, because basically because of this violation, Lewis was sent to the back of the grid for the sprint race and Mercedes didn't move forward with appealing it because if like Lewis started first in the sprint and then the appeal didn't work, then he would have potentially started last for the actual race. Toto said, if such a thing as a gentleman's agreement exists in Formula One, because there are no gentlemen then now it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know what he's talking about, but... There's always, like, a gentleman's agreement. They always reference this gentleman's agreement in F1 that, like... But it refers to, like, everything. Like, it's just, like, a very blanket agreement to, like, not... Nice to each other. Yeah, I guess. Like, they reference it several times, like, on track and, like, between the bosses and everything. Um... I don't know when the last time anyone followed the gentleman's agreement because it seems like people are breaking it left and right. But well, oh. yeah, Toto believes there's no gentleman in F1. <laughs> um, okay. So the starting grid for the sprint, since Lewis fell back to last, Valtteri started first, then Max, and then Carlos, which we haven't we haven't seen Carlos up there in a while. Yeah, I'm happy for him. But um, yeah, so Saturday was the sprint race, which. Just as a reminder, it's a new qualifying format that they've been testing this year, and this is the third three out of three sprints in 2021. There's 24 laps, and it sets the starting grid for Sunday, and the top three finishers in the sprint race also get some points. Three, two, one, respectively. Yeah. So during the sprint itself, Lewis started P20. By lap three, he's in P14, and ended up finishing in P5. Which, which is, is really crazy. I know. He just, like... It, like, there were some other good battles, but truly, like, it was just a Lewis overtaking show. <laughs> I mean, he loves adversity, clearly. 
Yes. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of adversity to get you going. Yes. Um, the funniest moment for me after the sprint was Vettel was on the team radio and said, I'm going to go touch Hamilton's <laughs> rear wing. <laughs> and the engineer was like, please don't. That's expensive. And Sebastian goes, I'm joking. I'll try the front wing. Maybe it's only 25K. Oh, Seb. And it's funny because there, there's like a whole like meme like joke on on online about inspector seb because there's just like countless videos of him like to peak panther music like going and looking at all the cars and like thoroughly i don't think he's ever touched them but he's definitely thoroughly inspected them so i guess he understands max (laughs) to an extent (laughs) max just overdid it seb subtly inspected yes subtle seb (laughs) yes after Lewis finished P5 in the sprint race, Angry Toto came out again. And he goes, fuck them all. <laughs> and Toto later explained, he wasn't saying fuck the regulations. <laughs> it's like, we know Toto. You were saying fuck the FIA. <laughs> oh, I thought he was referring to Red Bull as well. I thought he was... It was a pretty, pretty universal fuck them all. I think he was mad at Red Bull for winning that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was definitely, like, the vibe is Toto feels like there's a conspiracy between the FIA and Red Bull. So does Red Bull. fuck them all, specifically both of them, and then I guess everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) He was slightly unhinged this weekend. (laughs) I've never... I could never imagine Toto saying anything like this. It's so vulgar. Well, you know, we've heard the the stories of him breaking tables. I thought those were urban legends. I thought so too, but judging from this weekend, when you get him going, he'll break more than a table. You know how he was wearing his thick rim glasses this weekend? Yeah. He was like um, Smart Hulk, (laughs) but then he kept exploding into real Hulk. He felt way more villainy. Yes, villainy in that, you know how villains typically have a backstory of them also facing adversity and feeling like they're victims? Yes. And being super aggressive as a response? It felt like that, because in his defense, a lot of shitty stuff happened this weekend. So I don't think it's wrong for him to feel pissed, but I've never seen him this expressive. Just, like, a lot of finger pointing. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, So the starting grid for the race ended up being Valtteri in first, Max in second, Carlos in third, Sergio in fourth, Lando in fifth, Charles in sixth. No one else really matters, but um, Lewis ended up in tenth because he also had a five-grid penalty for an engine change. Race On time. to the race. Yes. yes. Okay, so Mercedes strategy this weekend, they were making a lot of calls that neither of the drivers were happy about. So at one point, Lewis pitted and then came out 2.7 seconds behind Max and realized that they had switched his tires to something he didn't ask for. Um, and they had asked him before, which tires do you want? And he somehow like communicated it on his switchboard. I don't know. It was muted so that no one could hear what he asked for. But they, they didn't even give him what he asked for. And so yeah, he was mad. He, he came out with hard tires. And I think he probably asked for mediums because he was right. displeased. Yeah, he was displeased. 
And then he went, is the undercut not powerful? And the engineer went, not really. And at first I thought it was just like a philosophical conversation. Or like rhetorical. <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel like an actual question, but um, he was not happy with them. <laughs> Um, another unhappy camper was Valtteri, who randomly came on the radio and said, we just lost an easy 2-1 or 1-2. Yeah. Um, and the commentators were like, what does he mean? <laughs> and I How? think the engineers were like, what does he mean? <laughs> yeah. Something happened that we don't know about. I'm sure he's right. I'm a positive. <laughs> Valtteri, just let him live and he will crush it. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but they... I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> they messed up. Yeah. Fuck them all. <laughs> yes. So Safety Cars made a triumphant return. The commentator said, hello again, Safety Car. How long has it been since we last saw you? The first Safety Car was for Lando. And like the first two seconds, he tapped a, tapped a Ferrari, got a puncture, and was like off track immediately and fell back to P20. Because he had to finish the lap with a puncture tire. (laughs) Um, Birthday curse, Zach absent curse, something is not on our side. Yes, something bad. (laughs) Um, And in the same start, Valtteri gets a really good start, but Max still manages to get ahead. And at this point, um, Max and Checo become 1-2 with Valtteri in third. And then Yuki crashed and lost the entire front half of his car. Yeah, it looked that they horrible. they cleaned up. <laughs> they kept showing it just sitting there. Just remnants of an Alpha Tari. Oh, yeah, it was sad. Um, but yeah, there are also like three virtual safety cards, which I still don't understand what that means. Do you? It just means, yes, there's no physical safety car. They just have to go slowly and weave around like there's a safety car in front of them. Oh, but so they're still cleaning up, but it's not big and important enough. Like they can do it fast enough without releasing the actual safety car. Yeah, it really calls into question why you need a literal car out there when they can manage themselves. But I guess the reason why they used to have a physical safety car is because it actually like physically prevents people from going too fast. But I think with technology nowadays, you might be able to gauge all the car's speeds to make sure they're within the limit, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I do think making a virtual safety car a permanent thing kind of makes more sense now with technology. Okay. this is fun. Yes, so I wanted to summarize Lando's performance during the race in the form of Hannah's haiku, you know, as a compliment to Rochelle's racing rhyme. Except yours. Oh, Rochelle's. Oh, we're both alliterations. You yes, love an exactly. alliteration, don't you? I love alliterations and rhymes. Um, <laughs> mine doesn't rhyme, though. And that's okay. like, I'll do that maybe next time. Okay. <laughs> so this is Lando's race. Love tapped by Carlos. Daniel and Zach stranded him. Lando scored one point. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. It does, but I do want to add in a footnote um, that Lando did make up 10 spots. Yes, the one point is actually good. Yeah. Considering I he read was in 20th that. in lap one. I should have read that with more emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation mark. Yes. Because yes. last race, I think he also scored one point. One point is better than none. Which is Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> he DNF'd. Yeah. So that wasn't did Lance. His fault. 
No, but that's the thing. It's like, for whatever reason, Daniel is back in a slump. We really had high hopes for him after the Monza win, but it just kind of tumbled downwards, and now he's not even in the points. Agreed, but I will tell you the one thing that Monza win really did do was um, improve his relationship with Lando like tenfold. I don't know why, but it's just been a complete 180. I don't know. I don't know if it's been a 180. I think it's been a 90. It's not like they're best friends and they're both pretty depressed right now. Oh, I sorry. I didn't mean 180 as in they're like, he's not Carlos by any means. I no, meant I know, that but- they get along and that they like laughed. It's no longer the awkward. Like, I don't, I think this yeah. is as far okay. as it's going to go is my point. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone expected their, their relationship to be anything but it, what it is now. But they, they like, get are, along. they're amicable co-workers who can talk at the water cooler. Yeah, and, do, and enjoy and, it. And, yeah, <laughs> and enjoy it. <laughs> yes, great summary of their relationship. Yes, they will um, not be playing rounds of golf. That's no. for sure. Or basketball. <laughs> they have zero common interests. No, yeah. <laughs> Another thing we should probably chat about is the D2s um, yes. at Mercedes and Red Bull. So it was definitely one of those... Do your job as a D2, please. We're not even going to pretend that you're doing anything else today. It was so... I thought this was a bold move by Checo, but um, Max was getting further ahead away from Checo. And Checo goes, tell Max to give me DRS. <laughs> like, Checo, you're essentially asking Max to slow down, which is not going to happen. But yeah, and then Valtteri had to let Lewis through. And yeah, in five laps, Lewis went from P10 to P5. And Lewis, okay, I think Lewis was, had good intentions through his radio messages. And he first said, thank you, Valtteri. (laughs) (laughs) Which was kind of cute, you know? Yeah, it was cute. But also, I think he all said it because it was clear that he had to slow down a lot to let him through. So he kind of had to say it. Like, it was cute, but also when your teammate basically (laughs) breaks for you. And then later on, he was like, where's Valtteri? And they said, P3. And he said, good job. (laughs) Yeah, that one was, like, I think he genuinely meant, like, great. Like, I'm happy. But it was sounded condescending, like, Doing good your job. job, you little good job. You yeah, go like, oh, and then and then, Lewis in lap seven says, "Tell." It just progressively gets worse. He says, "Tell Valtteri to keep following me. Let's get these guys." <laughs> it's like okay, Valtteri is not a child. Like I thought the thank you was nice, and then when he said good job, I was like okay. And then he's like, follow me. <laughs> he could have just said, let's get these guys. Yeah. Or like, tell Valtteri to let's, let, let's get these guys. Instead, he said, tell him to keep following me. <laughs> I just, I just want to pour one out for all the D2s in the world. You have to bury it deep, deep down inside. <laughs> Moment of silence for the sufferers. Yeah. Oh, we should probably mention Checo obviously got overtaken by the two Mercedes and was left in the dust. And he was like, should have given me that DRS. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Max. Well, he's yeah. P4 now, right? Yeah, no. I mean, Checo did fine. well, but yeah. um, it just, 
It's not going to send his dad flipping. <laughs> By the way, the one of the guy doing the press conference said that asked Max what he did after the race, and he's like, "I went to Brazil," and he was like, "But I thought." Checo's dad invited everyone to the party. And Max's like, I don't have time to party. <laughs> <laughs> I love Max. Me too. He's just no frills. None. All thrills. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's going on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, all right. So the most contentious moment was lap 40. Oh, yeah. So we said that. Lewis fought his way. He's now in P2, right behind Max. And most of the race was them battling. Um, Not most, but the second half, pretty much. Um, And so lap 48 is when things got serious. Lewis tried to overtake Max, but failed. Then Lewis tried again and almost gets around him. But Max, like... Okay, I don't know. Force is debatable. Forces him to go wide, and they both go off track, and Max, like, just retains the lead. And the commentator says, he might have been a silly boy here. (laughs) Yeah, so it was, you're not allowed to intentionally just, like, drive someone off the track. But if you're, if it's, like, unintentional, like, you know, you kind of have to turn wide, and that unintentionally forces someone off the track then that's legal the thing is max wasn't even in his lane like he went off the track as well pushing lewis off the track which i think is one part of the question of like did he really have to go that far yeah but um Um, the stews or not the stews the commentators kept saying that they wanted a shot of his wheel because if you mm -hmm. could see him flicking the wheel um then that would be an intentional move if he didn't then that was just the way that was just a racing situation they still haven't released the tapes (laughs) release the tapes um but they did say that once the stews ended up ruling in max's favor um and we'll talk about the reactions yeah they were just like no investigation needed here yeah. Which I do find bizarre because they love an investigation. They do love an investigation. But the commentators are saying that they have access to all the data. So they have access to the wheel trajectory. They have access to everything. So if indeed there was nothing there, then there was nothing to invest. I mean, that's the assumption. Unless, of course, Mercedes is right and they favor Red Bull. But then in lap 59, despite Lewis getting pushed off the track and feeling salty... He finally overtook Max, and it was pretty epic because of all the suspense and issues, and Toto went off. (laughs) (laughs) Like, immediately when Lewis overtook him, Toto was pointing at the camera, at us, at the audience. He He broke the fourth wall. (laughs) He broke the fourth wall so hard, it was so unexpected, and he had this look in his eyes like a killer. And I don't even know what he was screaming, if it was in English or German. He was like, take that, was the sentiment. Um, it was, okay, so it wasn't when, it wasn't right when he overtook. When he overtook, they showed all of the, all of the pit walls sitting, like, very tight. Like, they they looked very nervous. It was when Max got shown the black and white flag for weaving (laughs) down the straight. I think it was so cathartic for Toto to see the FIA do something to Max. Like, he lost his mind. That meme is everywhere. Mercedes posted it on Instagram and said, hang this in the Louvre. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think it'd be quite a contrast with the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Same sentiment. What are Except- what are they thinking? <laughs> Yes, what are they thinking? Who are they looking at? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We did ask on our story what he's saying. And my favorite, we got quite a few responses. And I think my favorite one is, you should have read the email, Mr. Sassy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, okay, we need Toto t-shirts. One that says, Michael, I sent you an email. (laughs) And then another one that says, fuck them all. And then another of just this photo of him pointing at the camera. <sighs> yes, we do. Are we allowed to? Is he copyrighted? I'm sure he doesn't mind this sort of infringement. <laughs> yes, we picked his finest moments and printed <laughs> them on t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Angry Toto, but I love this meme so much. Same. <laughs> um, to continue his... Um, anger streak, I suppose. He, I guess he, for some reason, thought Valtteri had a shot at getting ahead of Max. Max. Yeah. I don't know. Because with more contempt than I've ever heard in a man's voice, he said, Valtteri, go and get him. It's like, everyone's treating Valtteri, and by everyone, I mean Mercedes, is treating Valtteri like a dog. (laughs) They're like, good job, good job. Follow me. Go get him. If you just take, like, out of context, Valtteri quotes, or, like, quotes at Valtteri this epi- this race, it's literally, like, they're talking to a dog. It really where's Va- is. Where's Valtteri? Where is he? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, oh, some radio with Michael Sassy. Okay, so the Red Bull, like, racing director, sports director guy... Radio's Michael. Are we like, going to reenact it again? Oh, yeah. Um, and this is when Max allegedly forced Lewis wide. Okay. Jonathan. I'll be Jonathan. You're a good Michael, Maxie. Okay. Michael, that is all about letting them race. All about letting them race. No problem. Just having a look at it, Jonathan. There's nothing further than that. Thank you for your input. Thank you for receiving it. My pleasure. <laughs> That was a bit more sensual. (laughs) I was going for sarcastic, but it came out seductive. Uh, Maybe we've all just been reading Michael Massey wrong, and turns out he's not Massey at all. This does, yeah. So basically, I read that completely wrong because the commentators were like, was that sarcasm? It was immediately after Max, like, pushed Lewis wide, Red Bull immediately got on the radio with Mm -hmm. Michael, which pissed people off. And they were just like, just want to make sure you're not going to do anything about this. (laughs) They're getting ahead of the problem. I think it's proactive. Oh, yeah. No, there's pros and cons of driving on Red Bull. But one of the pros is they're highly defensive. They're like a badass lawyer. (laughs) Before you murder someone, I will defend you, um, is their tactic. But also, just for the record, I think because I didn't actually hear Christian complain about anything. This is Jonathan. But for right. some reason, Christian took all the blame. Christian just is the symbol of Red Bull. I you know, like, Jonathan is a faceless man. <laughs> But, um, yeah, there were a lot of memes of Karen Horner, because this was a completely Karen move. 
It was, but it wasn't done by Christian. I got so many because I watched the sh- the race late, and I got so all I got DMs were was, "Oh my god, Christian's such a little bitch." Christian, it, all he does is complain. All he does is whine. And I'm watching, and I'm like, he's not said a word. Yes, it's just that his feisty, aggressive reputation precedes him. And every, it just taints everything. <laughs> he's head of state. Or, what well, not head of state. He, yeah, he's, he's the figurehead. He's the figurehead. He's a dictator and the head of state. He actually does stuff, but he's also the face of everything everyone else does. I will always, I love Christian's, like, jump to bitch and to complain. But he did nothing here. I like to think that he made Jonathan call him. Well, he probably did, but... <laughs> yes. He was like, Jonathan! It was an underhanded, underhanded Karen move. Yeah, he probably thought he could get away without backlash, but <laughs> I guess we all saw through that. Twitter found him. Karen Horner was trending on Twitter, despite not being there. And oh, yeah. More sarcasm. More sarcasm. Engineer calls Lewis and says, no investigation necessary. And Lewis goes, of course, man, of course. Was yes. that sarcastic? That wasn't sensual for sure, but I don't nope. know if it was sarcastic. It was sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lewis clearly buys into Toto's theory that there is a conspiracy between FIA and Red Bull. So he's like, of course they won't. Yeah, although in the post-race interview, he was like, it was a racing incident. We both were running out of track. I don't know if that was because he won and he... Yeah, he's like, whatever. yeah. Yeah, so um, off track, Lewis and Max seemed... Fi- Actually, Max seemed fine. I didn't hear him complain yeah. at all. Max was a humble loser. He was. Um, I... Sorry. <laughs> Just process what you said. Um, speaking of winning, though, Matt, uh, Lewis got fined $25,000 or euros or whatever because he um, unbuckled his seatbelt to oh, yeah. grab a hold of the Brazilian flag. Um, and according to the FIA, it is unsafe to do so in these vehicles. Uh, there were um, memes of Karen Horner calling the FIA after <laughs> the race. Like, Lewis just unbelted his seatbelt. Um, I don't know if anyone snitched on him, but I like to think Christian called them. Uh, yeah, I kind of do, too. I don't think he did, I th- but I like to think so. Um the weird thing, sorry, the weird thing about the fine was that he only pays five thousand now and twenty thousand next year. What? Why would he have to pay it next year? I don't know. They split the fine up. Maybe, maybe it's like you know the Klarna Payment or whatever. Plan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Lewis is rich. Okay, if fifty thousand dollars doesn't set Max back, I'm pretty sure twenty five thousand is not going to even remotely get on Lewis's radar. A hundred percent. I have no idea why. It's so weird. Well, I'm glad the FIA has an interest-free payment <laughs> plan available for drivers. <laughs> He's, they're just like, save up 20000 for next year. No problem. We'll wait. Oh, my God. Um, um, okay, Toto, even despite Lewis winning first, Toto is still incredibly angry and plans to nag Red Bull endlessly until the end of the season. And he does have a little bit of a point because the whole pushing drivers wide and off the track has been 
that was an inconsistent ruling with what the FIA ruled before earlier this year. Both Lando and Checo were given five-second penalties for squeezing other cars wide during attempted overtakes. Toto says, That was just over the line. It should have been a five-second penalty at least, and probably Max knew that. Just brushing it under the carpet is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it's laughable. So my favorite quote that he said in this interview was, It's just embarrassing. Not for us but it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's on one. He really I hope he has some time to calm the fuck down before Qatar. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the best look for him, but whatever. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's funny. His hair was was coming up like out of place. <laughs> I think Christian is having a ball watching Toto implode. So, I love that for him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what's better, like, speaking to the manager or just yelling at everyone. Probably you should speak to someone who could help you. Probably both should go to a therapist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least Christian, at least Christian's, like, anger is directed at one person, whereas Toto is an equal opportunity yes. hater. <laughs> Fuck them all. Just screams equality. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So the race results. On the podium, Lewis, Max, and Valtteri. And then Checo in fourth. Charles and Carlos. And I just have to say, ever since Matias' departure, um, or I guess never leaving Europe and not coming to Grand Prix, Ferrari has done well. Like, Charles and Carlos are, you know... Like they're performing as a constructor in the third in third place, you know. Like they, they're scoring double points in the top ten. It's the opposite of the Zach effect. Yes. <laughs> um, this analysis you you'll never get it anywhere else. <laughs> Literally nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pierre's also doing well. Uh, also, want to note Checo got fastest lap because he's a D two who knows his job. <laughs> They pitted him, changed his tires, and he went for it. Good for him. Yep. Max didn't and, care. They told Max he's like, hey. Yeah. And then driver of the day, Lewis won the official award because he overcame 25 setbacks. 20 because he was disqualified and had to start in P20 for the sprint, and then he got a five-place penalty for the engine change. Toto called in and was like, that that's how you overcome a twenty set twenty place setback, and he's like, um, twenty five. Who's counting though? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Lewis said it was one of the best drives of his life, and yeah, I mean, in the actual race, you know, he went from P ten to first, which is notable and great, but it's like taking the whole weekend into consideration was like, I think, why he really got driver of the day. Um, right, but the way people are are presenting it misrepresented data where they're just like Lewis made up 20 spots it's again efficiency it's hard to <laughs> summarize the whole weekend in like five words uh, my personal driver of the day was the tone of the weekend which was sarcasm there was a lot and I loved it and then my quote of the weekend is from one of our favorite films of all time Talladega Nights I just love that these British 
commentators quoted Ricky Bobby. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. And he's not last anymore. <laughs> I love no, that. No, but he followed that with he's first as if like he needs to clarify. Right. It's like, we get it. <laughs> um, Dick in the box box, potentially the FIA, because inconsistency is what they consistently do best. Up? Yes. <laughs> That's going on a shirt. Yeah. FIA inconsistency is what con- what they consistently do. But brilliant. Yes. Accurate. And then potentially Toto because Angry Toto is my least favorite Toto. I think Angry Toto is funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, Toto. Another to- Toto quote I liked regarding the whole weekend. I think we've just had many many punches in the face this weekend. I've always been very diplomatic in how I discuss things, but diplomacy has ended (laughs) today. Toto is talking again like he's going to go to war, which is always (laughs) the scariest. (laughs) When when someone with a German accent talks about... Talks like they're about yeah. to head to battle. It's it's nerve wracking. It's like okay, but don't go crazy, okay? <laughs> Come. To yes. be fair, the whole diplomacy thing always bothered me. It always felt veiled, like it was like veiled anger, and like it it was trying too hard. And I Why almost they pre- just be normal. You don't need to be a diplomat. You also don't need to be a warmonger. You just need <laughs> to be in the middle and just be a functional person. I don't think they see it that way. <laughs> no, clearly not, because Toto only really has two sides of him. Yeah, he's very... What, what, what's Jack... Jack and Hyde? Yes. Jackal? <laughs> Jackal, and Jackal, Hyde. Jackal and Hyde. Yeah. Um, Smart yeah, Hulk, bad Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, on the other hand, what you see is what you get. Devious. <laughs> <laughs> he has one side and one side only. <laughs> um okay into the standings so max is still in the lead he has about a 14 point lead over lewis and then constructors wise mercedes because you know last time they had a one point lead thankfully they have more than one point now they have 11 um it's mercedes red bull and then ferrari is more solidly establishing their spot in third. They have 287 and a half points, and McLaren has 256. So all, Zach, all I have, Zach better get his ass to guitar. That's what I Yes. Rain or shine, he better be there. Um, car, vintage car, no vintage car. <laughs> yes. And then I just want to know, Alpine and Alphatari are tied. All, they both have 112 points. So for the Qatar race, I'm going to be making the national dish, which is mashboos. All you need to know is every country in the world has some version of chicken and rice. And F1 is giving me the opportunity to try them all. (laughs) So this is like really nice, like basmati rice with like saffron, cumin, a bunch of like Middle Eastern spices and like kind of like a smoked chicken and... I'm really excited. I'm very jealous. I want that too. Um, Can I, I? I know, but <laughs> variety. Yours sounds good. <laughs> I'll be making balalit, which consists of fried vermicelli noodles cooked with sugar, cinnamon, and saffron and cardamom. And then this is out of left field, but it's topped with an omelet. Um, I love that. 
No, I did too. I just wasn't expecting. I was reading yeah. the description and I got to the omelet. I was like, it's breakfast. <laughs> um, and um, some people sprink various nuts on it. So Yes. Um, so I feel like... Because um, next week is Thanksgiving, so I feel like this weekend a lot of people are going to be prepping at the grocery store, like getting potatoes and green beans, and we're going to be out here buying saffron. <laughs> um, all right. Schedule for the rest of the week. We'll be back with our pre-Qatar episode at the end of the week, and then reviewing the race on Sunday. Keep up with what we're doing and um, all the stuff we're posting up on social media. Follow us on Instagram. TikTok or email us your thoughts. We love hearing from you at Boxbox F1 Pod. Boxbox. Boxbox. <laughs> box.